Secret Academy. I am Will Heaver. I am Joe Pocklington. Uh, and this is the first episode of a podcast that we are really really excited about uh, the aim is to give young professional athletes the chance to share their stories in professional sport um, these guys and girls hopefully will not be household names quite yet you may have heard of them you may have not but in four or five years time we truly believe that they will be household names they'll be front page back page stars um, and they are the people that you will be hearing about in the future yes they are and our first guest very exciting note to kick off on is the young Alior, who's a professional cricketer, opening batter, plays for Sussex. Um, he's had a barnstorming first two years as a cricketer, and we are very, very lucky to have him on. He's going to go through the highs and lows of those two years, in particular, talk us through the double ton that he uh, shot the world uh, or the cricketing world with uh, this summer in the 50 over comp. Um, he's going to talk us through his goals for the future in the next couple of years. And any other messages he's got for young athletes, any aspiring athletes out there, he's definitely a person to listen to. Such a humble man, very good friend of mine, thankfully. Um, so yeah, absolutely buzzing to have him on, and we think he's going to be a great listen for all you guys out there. Yeah, he's going to be great. Um, and as Joe repeatedly said, he's a nice bloke, and that is because he is Joe's best mate. So <laughs> as you'll be able to tell in the interview, Joe really is good friends with him. I know he is very, very nice. I've played against him a couple of times as well. Hard, hard batsman to get out, good bloke on a cricket field, but also a seemingly very nice guy off it. So without further ado, here you go. Here is Ali Orr. Right, Ali, thank you so much for, for joining us on our debut episode of the Undergraduate Academy. Um, just just let you know, as so we're sort of trying to give the platform for, for younger athletes to share their stories and their path to professional sport. Um, and we're trying to pick out people who we think we're going to have a, a big role in, in in their sport over the years to come. Um, so Ali, you've, you've come off a barnstorming second year in... Uh, in professional sport in in cricket down at Sussex playing all three formats opening batter hit hit the ball miles um can bat all day in red ball cricket um so yeah you're you're a professional cricketer um when when did you know that this was what you wanted to do uh would you give us a little bit of background of when you started playing um yeah and yeah when did you really know that cricket was was what what you wanted to put your life towards yeah, so like when I was younger, I was very lucky to actually get a scholarship quite young to Bede School, which um school in Eastbourne, which is yeah, known for its cricket. Um so it sort of went from there and you sort of when you get a lot of cricket when you're younger at that age, it sort of grows your hunger. And then I sort of I think it was when I started playing men's cricket, Eastbourne Cricket Club was when I started to actually like really start loving the game and actually playing it more regularly and training. But I'd say it wasn't until I sort of got to senior school and I started training a lot harder and sort of trying to get into the first team there was when I realised that actually I wanted to pursue a career in this and I actually really wanted to sort of give it a good go and see see where it took me, really. Awesome. Okay. Nice. I mean, you talk about playing men's adult cricket. Uh, obviously, early experiences. Did you just go straight into the Eastbourne twos, ones, or did you start really low in like the fours? How did that? How did that? No, I'm up. That. Yeah, no, it was my my first sort of memory of that was actually in the threes, and it was a, a Doomy Helsham Cricket Club, which I'm sure Joe Joe knows quite fondly. Not the nicest place yeah. on the earth. Yeah, <laughs> not the nicest place on the earth. But um, 
yeah, I just remember the feeling and it was actually quite a weird feeling because it was the size of the ball. Cause I've been so used to playing with like small, like kids cricket balls and you get that big cricket ball for the first time. And like, and you're actually kind of, you're actually amazed and it doesn't actually, you can't hit it as far and you're actually, you feel quite underpowered in it. So yeah, I remember sort of threes, then sort of worked my way, had a few seasons in the twos. Then eventually, I think my first game for the ones was when I was 13, I think 12 or 13. So, wow, yeah. so young introduction into, into the, the adult game, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's been a pretty successful run since then from an outsider looking in. Um, but Along the way, were there any moments where you thought you you thought it might not go your way? Obviously, you've uh, you very briefly were out of the Sussex system where you're now such a key part. You went away to Australia, even started at uni. So, was there any uh, point where you thought that cricket might not work out? And like, if so, how do you how do you uh, bounce back and keep the keep the confidence and the the belief? Yeah, so like you said, like when I was 16, I got sort of dropped from the setup sort of thing. And it was quite tough because I was, I actually grew quite late. I kind of hit puberty and I actually started growing quite late. So I sort of went through a stage where my body was just growing and I couldn't really handle it. So I couldn't really run. Like I just felt really uncoordinated. So obviously didn't really play much and sort of got back and played a lot more school cricket and then got noticed by Richard Hauser, who was doing the academy at the time, which sort of got me back in the circle sort of thing, playing 17s and stuff. And then obviously played a bit in the twos and I'd say like did okay, got a few scores, didn't really set the world on fire, but sort of did okay. And then went to university with no real sort of intentions and not real anything sort of solid on a piece of paper, which I was going to be a professional. So it was more sort of going there and trying to work as hard as I could, knowing that coming back and you have those university games against the pro teams, you sort of can I try and make myself stand out in that, which luckily enough I did when I played Leicestershire. So that was, yeah, the luck of the draw really. <laughs> no, that sounds awesome. Um, but so, so you said like you, uh, you struggled what, so 14, 15, 16 um, with your body. I, I guess cricket being quite a skills-based game, if your body's all out of proportion, um, it's it's hard to, to find your skill and hone your skill. So yeah, as a batter yourself, it's, your body's going everywhere. What, what, what sort was it? A case of volume for you to sort that out, or did, was there any sort of what was your what was your key to getting through that period? Um, I think quite a lot of it was, uh, which has sort of helped me now, is sort of <laughs> almost not sort of accepting when I'm dropped, but almost in my mind, sort of being able to cope with those and not getting selected in teams because you go through a patch like that when you know you're not actually very skillful. You're sort of you're used to not being selected, but to answer your question, getting through it, I find that for me, I did a lot of running, as you probably know. I, I yeah. do a lot of running, a lot of fitness. So I got myself really, really fit, um, but arguably could have got myself faster between the wickets. But I was so fit that I, which then uh, enabled me to like bat for a long time to keep myself actually going. Mm-hmm. And then naturally, my body sort of grew into itself. So started to click eventually. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that sounds sounds good. And obviously, you made your debut um, against Yorkshire. Uh, any feelings towards that? I mean, there's a lot of young lads down at Sussex. I mean, all coming through at the same time, all similar age. So in that game, when you made your debut at Yorkshire, was that more of a comfort thing? Were there other lads you played with before at Schoolboy and coming through the system there? Did that help or was it completely just a, a big experience? Was you playing your first game at Headingley? Um, yeah, it was one of those things, really. I saw, I knew a few of the lads from juniors, which was quite comforting, but I'd been around a little bit before then sort of doing 12th man and stuff. So I felt 
a little I felt comfortable enough in the environment but it was more yeah I think it was sort of stepping onto the pitch for the first time which obviously a quite a tough introduction with the lights on dark on first day morning at heading so it was quite tough but it was one of those you sort of yeah <laughs> it's one of, it's one of those you sort of look up and they read your name out on the tunnel and you think christ I, it's it's happening now and yeah you get yeah i don't think i've had that much adrenaline before it was yeah it was yeah a very special day i mean yeah and obviously the english first class system gets a bit of bits of stick <laughs> not being the uh as strong as it could be or some people give it a lot of stick but obviously going in as a youngster how quickly did you realize this is a massive step up from twos cricket and something like that well, for me, actually, my personal opinion, and I've spoken to a few people about it, I don't actually, the step up from twos cricket to first team cricket, I played some quite strong twos attacks and things like that before that. So it wasn't, I mean, obviously you come up against bowlers in the first first class stuff where you, you would never get that in second team. But on a whole, it's, I'd say it was more the consistency of the bowlers was a lot more and you had to be a lot more precise in like your technique and things. But for me, the step up actually surprised me. I thought it'd be a lot higher, but obviously, obviously, it is a step up. But it wasn't actually as much as I thought it would be, which was quite a comforting thing as a batter, really. So. And you, you mentioned the adrenaline, obviously being an opening batter, red ball cricket, different, completely different from when you're opening the white ball stuff. How are you to anybody who's trying to like hone their craft as a batter or batting long time? As much as that skill might be going out of the game, when you've got that adrenaline pump through your veins, how 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 are you keeping a cool head in that situation? I think for me, it's almost like noticing points in the game and picking those battles because, I mean, watching it and you watch test matches and you watch county championship games, you you think, oh, you sort of people are going through the motions. But when you sort of, when you come up, like when you get matchups against bowlers in different scenarios, especially with the new ball, you're always sort of on it. But then when it comes in and you've got through that hard stage, naturally, especially in first-class cricket, you've got, guys who will come hard at you and you can see what they're trying to do. So quite a lot of the time, especially a seamer, they'll try and sort of bump you. They'll try and like knock your head off. So for me, that gets me going even more because it's sort of like, I know what they want to do. And then you get a couple away and then obviously you get into that battle and naturally those just keep going on. So it's almost being stubborn enough to go, actually, no, I know what you're trying to do and I'm just going to stop that. And that sort of keeps me going the whole time, knowing that, they're sort of they've got these plans in all in place so it's almost me trying to counteract them sort of thing okay anyone you say that bowl is coming hard at you anyone in particular stand out during your uh, first two seasons um i think shaheen at hove was quite a quite a tasty one when he was coming at me before before the break and that was quite that was quite sharp but um i've had a few where i've had to wear a couple like i had this year against Worcester, he's not a, a guy called Josh Tung. He bowled decent, yeah. decent pace actually, and yeah, wore a couple off him and took a bit of that. But you sort of you get through that, and getting through sort of a patch like that is so much more rewarding, I find, than actually doing different sort of going out and swinging freely. So getting through a patch like that and then coming out the back of it for me, I find, is the most rewarding thing with batting. Yeah, so obviously, like completely varying challenges that you've gone through the summer, batting all three formats. But you made your name, and rightly so, um, this summer with that humongous double ton down at Somerset and the, and the white ball stuff. Um, I've got one question that's sort of, so obviously you get the nervous 90s, but uh, 
does the nervous 190s exist is that a thing is uh, how much adrenaline um, is your body then because obviously the a few records broken in that knock as well like what's what's the feeling going on there i think it was quite strange actually because the week i think it was the almost like four days before Pajara broke the records um for the highest list they score and i think it was 170 something and i didn't realize it at the time until there was a big round of applause and when I was on something around then, I just thought, I don't know what that's for. And then it clicked. But sort of, I, I got into that stage and I was almost so surprised to be there. It sort of didn't really like at the time click click on. And it was when I was on 199, it was Del, Delray Rawlins was the other end and he came down to me and he just looked me in the eye and was just like, get, just get it, be the first to get it. And I, saw, <laughs> I, was just, I was just thinking, I just wanted to try and hit it everywhere. But then I thought, actually... Yeah, I should probably try and get a single. <laughs> so was that when you, just... you actually started getting a bit nervous when you realised you would have been the first to get it, or was it just nervous? Yeah, no, it was nervous, and I just yeah, because I think it was Aldridge bowling at the time. He was bowling decent pace as well, so I thought, God, if he bowls me a bumper, I'm going to have a slap at it wherever it is. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, yeah, he just bowled me one on the hip, which was quite a relief, really. So yeah. Yeah, that. <laughs> nice. And then, then you mentioned also the Cheteshwar Pajara, Indian international. Um, what's he like playing with him down at down at Sussex? He must give some great insight into into batting, I suppose, because um, he's obviously a very Red Bull orientated player. Uh, yeah, anything you've learned from him? Yeah, well, funnily enough, it actually took me about a week to talk to him because I was so amazed when he was actually arrived at the club. <laughs> so I was, I was quite starstruck when I actually saw him for the first time. But no, he was actually, yeah, really calm to be around, really sort of, it was a good influence on the change room, sort of. He, he never sort of, you could never almost see pressure on him. Like we're in quite a few situations, like Derby away this year where he had to bat for, I think nearly two days to try and save a game. And it just, there was never any point where we sort of thought, Oh God, he's feeling the pressure. It just, it's just all comes so naturally to him. And he's so sort of, when he sort of gets into his, I mean, he got three double hundreds this year and like averaging 109 and eight games, which was just extraordinary. I've never seen anything quite like it. So, I mean, yeah, to have someone like that is just ridiculous to have him around and sort of learn from him and see the way he trains and stuff. It's just, yeah awesome that's well it doesn't really surprise us to hear that but it is sort of nice at the same time and obviously um probably going to help you in your career over the long term but there's also another another few key moments this, this season um and sort of relevant to any young person when so when, in that in that game the tour game against new zealand obviously you've gone from within the space of what 12 15 months from county second 11 to playing against a test attack what 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 was that like? What was what what's what's that step up like in such a short space of time? Do you think your your game was ready for that? Obviously, you scored a few runs, but was there any moment where you thought, "Christ, I've got a level to get to," or was it more like a, "Wow, I, I think I can compete at this sort of level"? Yeah, it was. I think for me, I I always in my head, I almost justified it and said it was a friendly game because it sort of it wasn't a first class game. So I was probably one of the more nervous I've been that year, but I just sort of in my head sort of oh, I was a friendly so it didn't really I tried to almost play it down but yeah it was the biggest thing for me is sort of you sometimes you get in like twos cricket and other cricket you play you sort of you get one very good bowler then you can sort of relax the other end but when you've got sort of Henry Jameson and people like that you just can't really you sort of you're playing over you think 
all right, who's this guy? And then you've got another guy coming in and bowling rockets at you. you know? <laughs> there's just no real, like, there's no real, like, relax. You've always got to be on it. And it's just every single ball you feel like he could get me out here almost, you know? And it was that, yeah, I think it did make me realize there is a, there is a level you've got to get to here. And you see when the guys are obviously test match level scoring runs against that consistently, you think that is a lot of skills required to do that. Um, yeah, I mean, also you talk about concentration on the field, but also I know for context for the people listening, Ali knows Joe. They've played cricket for a long time together. <laughs> um, I know Joe likes a night out. Uh, a few <laughs> boys down in Sussex probably like a night out as well. How do you balance the playing on the field, obviously all the concentration that you have to have as an opening bat, whereas off the field, relaxing, going out, do you still have lots of opportunities? Is there anywhere you particularly like to go? Um, on your nights out or go out for relaxing relax, <laughs> relax the mind or is it just a night in with a with a singular beer or maybe just a cup of mint tea or something like that what is it for you <laughs> I, for me I'm quite particular I'm probably the wrong person to be asking about nights out in Brighton <laughs> and places like that because I don't really see the nightlife very often as um, people would know but no I, I try and pick my moments sort of when you you mean when you win a game you sort of everyone's obviously on a high and Unfortunately, I know it didn't happen very much this year. But um, you sort of you're in a <laughs> you're in a team environment, and when we beat Derby this year, I think everyone was just so. And after that, I mean, that was amazing. We sort of into Brighton, and sort of you you're with the team, and you're in different bars. And I mean, if you want names, there's a place called Mashton, which seems to be a which seems to be a <laughs> favourite of the players. So <laughs> that's where you'd find the players after a win, but. It's just, yeah, I try and find the most important thing, especially after a four-day game, is recovery. So I try and reduce sort of, I'm quite particular in sort of recovery and sort of going to bed early after the game, waking up, going for a swim sort of thing. I'm quite old school and quite boring in that sense, unfortunately. <laughs> That's good. Well, it's definitely served many people well over the, over the years, that sort of that sort of mindset. Um, okay, and then also on this podcast, we're trying to give a platform um, to for for young athletes to give an insight into their career, but also about like what is what goals they're pursuing and what in, has inspired them to get to that that level, and what goals you've got for the future. So anything there that you want you want to like particular aiming for, I suppose. Oh, I think um, the short term for me is just to sort of keep improving my game, keep sort of taking my batting to the next level. Um, and hopefully trying to sort of get on a Lions tour next summer, next winter, sort of trying to sort of get myself to that level and sort of test myself at, at that level. But I mean, the end goal is to play for England. And that's what I think every sort of young person pursuing cricket should sort of dream of because, I mean, it's the pinnacle and it's what, I mean, you watch the World Cup now and it's sort of, you just want to be playing in those situations. No, awesome. Well, not surprised that, that that's where you're aiming. The way that you've gone the past few years has really been entertaining to watch so yeah well we're backing you to reach those reach those highs <laughs> and but also just especially as when you accelerate into the game as quickly as you have um yet you tend up you tend to generate or any professional sports person can generate quite a lot of traction in the media and i know you received a i don't know if you know this but you received a, a very good write-up in the in the times by the respected journalists elizabeth amon um, saying that you were the next big thing, um, I imagine you get you get a lot of messages on social media, or you get you get followers, you get people. Maybe not people stopping you in the street just yet, but when you when you when you climb into that level of success, 
um how, how do you deal with that not necessarily scrutiny but just the tension and um sort of the media being around you what, what would you have to say to any other person coming through the ranks how what would you say to them to help them deal with it um well for me i i quite i don't really like sort of that attention and that sort of so my almost my way of dealing with it is sort of almost I don't know, playing it down sort of thing. Cause I, I'll admit, I did see that article in the times, like you said. Um, and I, I, for me, I just, I don't like reading those things, seeing the next big thing and things like that. Cause I feel like you sort of, it almost pinpoints and it puts almost that pressure on, doesn't it? Which, uh, I don't know, obviously there is a, I'd say sort of a way, a sense of pressure in it. But for me, it's sort of, I've always been, I, I feel like I pride myself on sort of modesty and sort of just working hard to keep getting to where I am. So when people sort of recognize what I'm doing, it's obviously very nice. And you sort of, you, you like the recognition, you appreciate people sort of applauding you, but then, you know, with the cricket, it's so sort of, it can change so quickly. So it's almost sort of keeping as level headed as possible because you know, inevitably, all it takes is for somebody to hit you on the shin next game. You start to feel a little bit more crap about yourself. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, not surprising. You've you've summed that up well. Um, it's 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 hard, isn't it, trying to deal balance the the media and your own. You don't want to get too wrapped up in it, I guess. Do you? Yeah. Um, well, Ali, honestly, that's been absolutely amazing. It's been. I'm sure anybody who listens to this is going to get a, learn a lot and get to know you as a person. And understand that under that lid of the person who's scoring thousands of runs each summer is just a very level-headed and um, <laughs> genuine man. So, yeah, thank you, Ali. Um, <laughs> for the debut episode of the Undergraduate Academy, you've been a, a great guest. Cheers, yeah, mate. Cheers, mate. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Jeez, what a great first guest. Uh, the first member of the Undergraduate Academy. Um, what a way to start, hey, Will. Uh, we hope you enjoyed listening and we hope that you learned a lot from how Ali goes about his business. He's a really intelligent and thoughtful person when it comes to his cricket and we think that's only going to bode him well. Uh, we really do think that his career is uh, going to go on the upward trajectory from here. Yeah, uh, and obviously we wish Ali all the best out in Adelaide where he's going to play his cricket for the Australian summer. So I'm sure that will go very well for him out there. Um, and as you would know, this podcast is on Spotify. So please share with your friends, your mum, your dad, your dog, anyone really. Uh, the more attention we can get to these stars, the better, I think. Uh, it will mean you guys get to know these people before the rest of the world, essentially, as we really believe they are going to be important players in their sports in the future I'd like to say a big thank you to Leeds Student Radio uh, who have given us this studio that we can record in without them this wouldn't be possible at all um, and I'd just love to say thank you for listening